Hi, I'm Jacqueline Kinser, and for the past five years, I've been helping families all around the globe to overcome their breastfeeding challenges. And this is the first non-clinical breastfeeding podcast that shows you how to rock breastfeeding and master motherhood through practical tips, mindset shifts, and honest conversation to create a confident and empowering breastfeeding journey. This is the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. Welcome to the show, Melissa. She's here with us today from the company Latched Mama, and we're going to be talking about all things sort of birth, pregnancy, postpartum, especially bodies, and she is the owner of Latched Mama. So welcome, Melissa. I'd love for you to just say hello to our audience and tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. Um, So I'm Melissa. I am a mother of six. Um, My oldest is 10 and my youngest just turned one last month. In, I don't know, when my second child was about six months old, I started Latched Mama as a way to offer um, other moms, you know, clothing to help them through that really hard postpartum period. Um, But it's grown into so much more than that. It's grown into kind of an online community of just support and motherhood. One of the coolest things I've ever done for sure in my life. So, um, yeah, I live outside of Richmond, Virginia on a farm with my cows and my chickens um, and all of my six rowdy children. So, Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> so awesome. And like, what did you do before you started Latched Mama? Yeah, so um, directly out of college, I went to work for one of the, the largest home builders in the nation. I was in sales. Um stayed with them all the way through my pregnancy with my first. And then I decided to stay at home after he was born. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I have a big kind of like customer service um, sales background that kind of fed into starting the company pretty well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, That's so funny because I actually used to work for a national home builder straight out of college too. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think it's the same one? No, I don't because they weren't in every state, but that's pretty funny. I didn't do sales, but how about that? You never know what you're going to find out when you talk to somebody. Absolutely. So, okay, you become a mom and I'm assuming that there was something about clothing for you that gave you this idea where you saw a need that couldn't be met, right? Yeah, so... You know, I, I came out of my, my first son was born, um, 37 weeks and five days in the back of my husband's forerunner on the side of the highway. (laughs) Um, and he pretty much taught me that this like type a lifestyle that I was leading where, you know, everything was planned out. I had a birth plan. I had the perfect nursery. It was all completely thrown out the window the day that Nathan was born. But what, like I didn't, um, really understand and what nobody had taught me was how much, you just kind of change as a human being after you have a baby. And as much planning as I had kind of put into his birth, I hadn't put a whole lot of planning into the postpartum. And it was really difficult for me. And I kind of just attributed it to him being colicky and, you know, kind of his birth going not quite the way I expected it to. But the first year was really rough. Got pregnant with my second. His birth was completely fantastic. It was bright, sunny, beautiful day. It was at home with a midwife. But then I realized that it was really hard, too. And I was like, the postpartum was. And I was like, what is going on? So I kind of took a step back and 
I told my husband, I was like, I want to start something where I'm actually making a difference in this stage of life for moms. And I started to try and figure, and he basically said back to me what most probably male business owners would normally say. And he would say, well, you need revenue. He's like, look at all around because, you know, everybody, you know, becomes doulas or, you know, <laughs> different things like that. And he's like, if you want to be in this space, he's like, you're probably going to need some sort of revenue to make a difference. So I really did. I kind of took a step back and I talked, I thought about really those really, really hard moments. And I started looking at every moment that I had with these two beautiful little boys. Um, and I had this moment, I was on a park bench. Um, it was my second son was a December baby. And um, we were out playing at a park because we had to, because I had two little boys that were 18 months apart. And um, I was freezing cold, but I had to strip down. I had to take my jacket off. Then I had to take my zip up hoodie off. And then I had to take off, you know, you had to pull down one shirt and pull up another. And I was freezing cold sitting on this park bench feeding my baby. And I was like, this is not the way it needs to be. So that day, I decided that I was going to hopefully try and make it easier for moms. That generated the revenue and we built the community from there. So. Oh, I love that. That's so exciting. What a cool story because I feel like you and I started what we're doing based on our own personal experiences. And this is perfect timing for this episode being at the beginning of November and it's starting to get cold everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just remember being met with this feeling of like, we have put so much pressure on moms to do so many different things and, you know, buy the best car seat and, you know, sleep train or not sleep train or breastfeed, you know, a certain amount of time and never supplement and, you know, all of this stuff. And there's all this information thrown at you, but that basic need of being warm, like wasn't an option. And I was just like, I don't understand how, when we're throwing all of these huge decisions at moms every single day, why we're not supporting them in like the simplest ways, which is, Hey, if you're a pediatrician or you decide as a family, that breastfeeding is something that you want to do. And it's the best thing for you and your baby, why is it not easier? Like, why is there not more support? You know, I just went the direction of trying to bring that basic human need of staying warm and staying comfortable to moms. Oh, I love that. You know, and I think that's so important because, you know, our bodies are going through such massive changes so quickly. And, you know, sometimes we just don't even know what size we are in these weeks and months that are following having a baby. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to wear your maternity clothes anymore. And then you don't really want to squeeze into all the stuff that really doesn't fit you yet that maybe will never fit you again. Yeah. Right. And so you're in this like awkward place and yeah, it can really affect us. You know, it can affect our mental health and our confidence about ourselves. It can affect our willingness to leave the house and be social and all of those things. If we don't feel like we can effectively breastfeed when we're anywhere else but home in our jammies, right? Absolutely. I mean, you just have to think about like the grand picture of like when you feel really good about yourself, you're normally in like your favorite comfy sweater and your jeans or, you know, you're just in that in that space where you feel good. And there are so many women that I've met through this journey that are so thankful because suddenly they have those outfits again, that they feel confident and beautiful in, or just comfortable. Um, and they can still feed their babies, you know, without having to, you know, strip down or, you know, 
escape back to their car or things like that. Because I think what I learned too, is that I come from a very like open family and everything was fine, but I didn't understand how taboo in many places and in many families still uncovered breastfeeding is and being able to give women the opportunity to feed in a more conservative manner if that is what they want was one of those things I didn't really I didn't really ever think about it I just thought of it as like warmth or you can still look cute and feel cute but that has been a true gift to a lot of people um, in the sense that they're able to stay in those moments that maybe they would have to leave if they didn't have clothes that allowed them to breastfeed modestly so so to your point about you know, people being able to find clothing that, you know, allows them this sort of new found freedom, essentially, right? Like, what have you heard from your customers over the years? And, you know, what your clothing has done for them? Or like, have you even developed some new things based on what you hear from them? I'd love to know. So our first launch ever was, so we went I made a tank, I made a long sleeve shirt. Um, But between that first like proof of concept time, which was in April to November, what we really kind of started advertising and what we sold was just a hoodie. So it was just like a, a, just a basic cotton hoodie um, that had a kind of a lift up panel in the front and they sold out immediately, which was kind of crazy to me with like one Facebook ad. This was in the very, very beginning of Facebook ads. But I remember I started getting emails from customers, which I mean, I was excited about, I mean, it was such, such a small thing back then, but I received this one email from this person after the holidays. And she said, for the first time, since I became a mother, she said, I could stay in the room while my kids opened their Christmas presents. And this was something that was such a foreign concept to me because I was going to breastfeed anywhere and everywhere. And, you know, absolutely 100% to each their own, but I had no idea truly how life-changing this could be for people. And she was like, my father-in-law was there and my dad was there and I had my, my crazy uncle Timmy or whoever it was. And she was like, and I got to sit there and watch my kids open their presents for the first time since I became a mom, simply because she had one of our hoodies on and she was able to um, breastfeed without fully getting undressed. So it's wow. really, really cool. As far as um, things we've developed over the years, you know, we we pride ourselves on having a really, really close like community. So we've taken a lot of feedback. Um, we've, we went from the hoodie to different styles. We have a lot of work appropriate styles um, to help pumping moms who are pumping as well as we've just kind of kind of dove into um, a lot of baby wearing styles. So hoodies that you can nurse in, but then you also can put over a baby carrier too um, to keep baby warm as well. So oh, I, don't know. I love our- that. Yeah. Could have used that back in the day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was a big baby wearer with my first. Yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. And it's awesome to be able to do it and stay warm too. Yes, absolutely. On the flip side of staying warm, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's yeah. like really hot here. And for me, I always found, you know, a lot of times, you know, if it was a Leche League meeting or a mom's group, you know, before I became a lactation consultant, people would talk about, you know, the two shirt method or what have you. Well, for me, wearing two layers of clothing and then a 
baby on top of it, that was a lot. Like I would get really hot and sweaty or my, you know, my baby would get sweaty being worn against me and things like that. So you've got, you know, other things, right? Like the tanks and some, some tops and things like that, which is really great because I always felt like that was not a good workable solution for me either. Yeah. Dresses too. I mean, that's a total game changer to be able to nurse in a dress. Um, I mean, that's pretty much a no-go once you start breastfeeding if you don't have a breastfeeding, you know, friendly dress or one with a pretty low V-neck. But who normally wants that low of V-neck when you have very milk-filled <laughs> boobs as well? So, you know, it is. Oh, my is, gosh. So is. true. Yeah. My brother got married when I was three months postpartum. And, you know, I flew there, brought my son, and, of course, I have to wear a dress to this. Yeah. Um, and it was a maternity dress, so it wasn't super cute on me. It was not terrible. Like, I don't think you would obviously know that it's a maternity dress, but it wasn't hiding that postpartum belly at all. Uh, and then I had to leave every time my son wanted to nurse because I had to take the dress off to feed my yeah. baby. That's so ridiculous. I missed out on so many of the festivities. And I remember sitting there during the ceremony, holding my son, one, praying that he would be quiet and, you know, not freak out and cry. It's okay to coo or whatever. Right. And then two, that he wasn't going to get hungry because I had so much anxiety of, I am going to have to get up and leave in the middle of the ceremony if he isn't quiet and starts being hungry. And that was so scary for me, but I didn't want to miss it either. So, oh my gosh, like, For anybody who's listening, the dress thing is huge, huge. Now you can go to a formal event and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have all of these restrictions. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it just always comes back to the idea that like, I say a lot of times it's not about the clothes, like being able to offer somebody something that allows them to seamlessly feed their baby and stay present in their life is such a gift, I feel like, and such a cool thing that I get to do because motherhood is so darn hard, you know, and you're sitting there, you're postpartum. I mean, body's changing, hormones are changing. The last thing you need to worry about doing is getting naked to feed your baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's crazy. They, I think, I don't know, so much is asked of us as mothers and the idea that there was not even clothing that allowed us to do something that is not always easy. I mean, you're a lactation consultant, you know, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not always an easy process. Um, it's not always a natural process. And, you know, I really find it really, I don't know, kind of a, an honor and a privilege to be able to offer these things to women just to make the, you know, make the journey a little bit easier. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on iMom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like your clothing has much more 
meaning than, you know, some other just regular brand of clothing because it's giving that empowerment, that confidence, that flexibility, you know, all of those things that you just said to a mom. And that's huge. That's what we need when we've just had babies. So, yeah. And, you know, I think that what's been really cool is like as the brand has grown and as the revenue has increased, we've been able to do really cool stuff. Like everybody who is forward facing to a customer in our company. So all of our um, moderators online, as well as all of our customer service team, everybody's a CLC. So everybody at any moment can offer, um, you know, breastfeeding advice or help. And some of the queries we get, you know, I'm sure you've seen them as well in your career and life, but like, you just meet women at 3 a.m. In, in the middle of wherever they are, you know, with those emails and you and I read them and my heart just hurts because I feel like so much is broken in kind of the process of the postpartum period and breastfeeding in general in the United States. And I think that there's such a lack of support um, that it's really nice to be able to be a place for them to land, to give them some some advice, you know, validation almost is probably more than what we give. And, you know refer them to resources and stuff. It's just, it's really cool to be able to grow and be doing more than just, you know, selling clothes. So. For sure. Absolutely. You know, every little bit of, of support and, and counseling and coaching that somebody can get along the way with breastfeeding is really great. And, you know, I think that to your point about there's a lack of support, Technically, yes, like per capita, we're we're definitely not having enough. But I will also say that as a lactation consultant, support is is dramatically underutilized. And so if somebody knows, hey, there's a company like yours that, you know, has this customer service team and can reach out and they can learn that support is a thing, then yeah. they're even better off, right? Because yeah. so many moms who are like, oh, I wish I knew about you, like, five months ago. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to create that awareness in the healthcare system, right. Um, at every step of the way. So it's awesome. You know, somebody is looking for some clothes that will work for them. And now they're introduced to, Whoa, there is support out there. How cool is that? Why do you, why just throw this back at you? Why do you think it's underutilized? Do you think it's a confidence thing? Do you think it's a access thing or no, nope, I don't think it has anything to do with confidence. I think there's twofold. One is just pure lack of awareness. Okay. I would say that the majority of moms seem to think that lactation consultants exist in the hospital and nowhere else, or that the type of help they get in the hospital is the type of help they're going to get outside of the hospital, which is usually very, very subpar and very, very limited. So then they're sort of disillusioned of, you know, why would I see a lactation consultant in private practice when the one in the hospital couldn't help me or was rude or only spent five minutes with me or whatever it is, right? So there's that. Um, And then I think the other aspect is just truly not understanding what it is that lactation consultants do. And when you have other providers, primarily pediatricians or OBs who don't refer out for that kind of care, then the family doesn't think that that's something they should be seeking out. So that's really sad. Um, And then there's access, which has been greatly improved with virtual options through the pandemic and whatnot. But honestly, I would say there's just a general lack of awareness of truly the level of help that people can get and then how to find it. And sadly, most moms have to just, you know, 
Google, ask other moms, kind of go on this detective hunt because most lactation consultants aren't great at marketing. And so they don't have their SEO dialed in. They don't, you know, have Facebook ads running or whatever it is, right? And, you know, because they're trying to keep their care accessible and affordable to people. So it's a complex problem for sure. And, you know, I definitely don't have all the answers, you know, but I would just say it's not a one person problem to solve. And I don't think it's our job to solve it. I kind of feel like, We need the whole healthcare community to really step up for moms. And that goes for mental health, pelvic floor health. I mean, so many other things that are all related. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. I was just wondering. It's interesting. I I definitely agree with, you know, the idea that women are leaving the hospital without really adequate support or resources to find the support. Um, you know, I think the idea that we send women home in many cases before their milk comes in, you know, breastfeeding looks completely different yes. when your milk comes in. Um, and it's a know, little crazy that we do that, right? <laughs> it's a little, it's a little nutty to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I, I hope that there are more people who, you know, make an effort to educate women about what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think they're just even, you know, I can kind of do, do a plug for this. Like, I don't think most women know that their state has a breastfeeding hotline most of the time and it's 24 seven. You can call and get free advice from most of the time an IBCLC or at least a CLC or a CLEC or somebody else who's got some certification. That's free and they know all the resources in your area. They can give you a list. How many times have women been sent home from the hospital without even that hotline phone number? Right. Yeah, so formula, you know, it's just, it's yes. that's, that's where, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, we it's, can't give them a phone number, but we, yeah. we can give them formula and diapers and other things. <laughs> oh, it's fascinating. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think so much of what I do every day is just make sure women feel like they're not alone, you know, because the, all the stuff that you're talking about is, you know, definitely felt throughout the United States. And it's, it's such an interesting, you know, conundrum to be in because you're right. I mean, we can't technically change it. We just have to bring attention to, you know, what is out there. So. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to know too, what you've seen with your community and just, you know, your brand and, and the clothing itself and your customers, right? Uh, do you have people, you know, maybe concretely telling you, but you probably can sort of suss it out, right? I feel like the support that you're giving them through products and support is enabling them to breastfeed longer or to even start it or, you know, just keep going. Have you seen that with your community yeah. that you service? Yeah. I mean, the stories that we hear, especially like in our Facebook group are, you know, I mean, it's, it's what fuels my fire every day. You know, it's the idea that, Hey, I started out wanting to breastfeed for six weeks and here I am, you know, six months or a year later, or two years later, and we're still going because it doesn't affect my life as much as I thought it would. I can still, you know, wear a dress or I can, I can still, you know, um, you know, pump at work or something like that. And, and it's not quite as cumbersome as I assumed it was going to be. You know, a lot of that comes from the clothing. A lot of that just comes from finding community. And I think you can find it a lot of places in motherhood. I mean, when you try. It's definitely not not there to grab left and right. But uh, I think if you search hard enough, um, 
places you can find it. So Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that. And I actually, you know, really, you know, hearing you talk about it and, and knowing what your, you know, clothing line looks like and, and the options, of course, that makes breastfeeding not be some huge roadblock to whatever else someone is doing in life. They can, you know, live this active lifestyle and do all the things and still have breastfeeding be something accessible to them, literally accessible, just whip the booby out of yeah. whatever part, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. yeah and to that, that point, when you've, do you like maybe in the beginning, but even now, do you design the clothing? Like how have you learned breasts come in all different sizes? Obviously I've seen a lot. So yeah. <laughs> how do you accommodate, you know, size wise and, you know, breast size changes, right? So with lactation, right, the baby just fed, maybe they're flat little pancakes. And then two hours later, you know, they're big again. And so I'm, I'd love to hear how you got that all worked out because yeah. there's so it's not like you're just buying this exact size and it's going to fit you forever. There's there's some changes in flexibility there. Yeah. So um when we first started, I designed everything designed, I would say with, you know, caveat there, basically <laughs> I drew pictures on napkins and sent them to my manufacturer and tried to get them to make something that I wanted. Eventually though, we hired um, a designer. It's a funny story. We're pretty much best friends at this point because we are together all the time. But um, she was a wedding dress designer. We went to high school together. I had this, um, this charity like yard sale thing that I did, um, like a, our first ever like warehouse sale. And she showed up and she had just had surprise twins, um, baby five and baby six. Um, and I looked at her and I was like, we went to high school together. You designed wedding dresses. She had no idea who I was. And I was like, I need some help. And I think we probably had like five styles at that point. Um, and she was like, okay. She goes, I have newborn twins. And she was like, you're, you're going to have to tap me back like in a year. I was like, okay. So somehow we made it through probably six months and then Lindy came on board. And ever since then, she, she draws every single one of our styles. She sketches them all. They're all manufactured from our own patterns. But what she has done is she has opened up our size line. We go from extra, extra small now, um, which is like a zero all the way up to four X. We have a lot of styles. We have a few styles that are one size fits all styles, which are great for us as a brand, but they're also great for some of the things you were saying in the sense that breasts change size, bodies change size. Um, we do a lot of kind of um, drawstring styles that allow women to wear them almost pregnancy through postpartum, but they're sneaky. They don't look like maternity styles, which is really helpful as well for people who only want one or two pieces of clothing. But she has been, she has been a total game changer. I would say she's the most talented, probably clothing designer in course in the niche um, and in the space. Um, she knows a woman's body. And we always laugh that literally I must have picked the hardest company to start because you literally have to find fashion from age, what, 18 through what 50, perhaps. And you have to go through size literally zero, you know, as you know, up to up to a four X and you have to somehow find fashion in there that a appeals to, you know, a very, very large segment of um, women. So. Oh, yes. That's no easy feat for sure. And you don't necessarily want get to get caught up in a trend that's only going to last three months or something, yeah. right? So, um, you have yeah. People. 
staff um, and they asked us for a midriff, which we made. And Lindy and I were just looking at each other. I mean, I'm 41 and she's approaching 40 and she's like, are we really going to do this? And I'm like, let's do it. Whatever. It was great. It did fantastic for us um, because it was just a different, you know, it it hits a little bit differently than some of the other stuff we do. But, you know, we try. We try and give everybody kind of a little bit of what they want, which is cool. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I think any company that can really understand the diverse needs of their potential customers is huge. And then also just, you know, listening to that feedback and really not going into this and saying, oh, I know what you need, you know, that's, that's huge. I mean, you know, I think that's probably been one of the, the biggest struggles that I've had clients ask and, and there's this, you know, when they're, when they're larger size, they feel like breastfeeding is harder, right? You know, how do I, how do I position my baby because I'm very large breasted or the nursing pillow doesn't fit around me or something like that? And I'm like, well, you know, actually you probably don't need any special tools. You just have kind of gotten pigeonholed into this box of a certain body type and, you know, it's, it's not going to be like extra hard for you just because you're extra large, right? That's not how it works. And so you've got this clothing too, that's able to accommodate them. And I just think that's wonderful. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of an empowerment piece. Like we're not here to, you know, change anyone or say they need to lose their baby weight or, you know, do whatever. Like we're really, truly here to meet women where they are um, in whatever part of their journey they're in. So. Ah, amazing. Well, I just think that what you're doing is a really special thing. And it's so great to hear your story and how I did not know that your whole team had their CLC. So that's incredible. They know exactly who they're serving and the challenges that they face. And I think that's really big from just a a company perspective, but what you're able to do for your community. So I'm glad that you shared that with us. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it's just, it's, it's such an important part of what we do. I think, um, you know, anytime that you have the opportunity to work with any sort of population, especially kind of a more vulnerable one of early motherhood and, you know, women trying to find a place, you know, kind of in a, in a company or in a, in a culture that in a country that maybe doesn't quite have their act together when it comes to supporting them, I think you have a certain responsibility. And, you know, as a company, we take that really, really seriously. We um, allow all of our employees to bring their babies to work with them so they're not separated, um, which has given us amazing opportunities to kind of give women maybe who are in tough situations um, an opportunity to work. Because in a lot of places in the United States, you can't get childcare without a job and you can't get a job without childcare. So it's kind of been a lifeline for a lot of women. So we really, really, truly try to practice what we preach um, within our company and online, which is what drives me. You know, at the end of the day, I never dreamed of, of owning a substantially large company and brand. I just always wanted to make a difference and I kind of got the best of both worlds. So it's cool. Oh, that's incredible. Well, your story is inspiring and what you're doing for even your team is just so wonderful and needed. And, you know, I'm doing the same thing over here. Everybody's a mom. And if they have older kids or younger kids, there's always things that come up. And, you know, I was really passionate about 
wanting to support people for the same reasons you said. I was really, really lucky that in my journey to become a lactation consultant, I got to bring my kid to work with me. But I left my career that I had before becoming a mom because it wasn't a fit with parenting and wanting to not leave my kids to be raised by someone else all day. So kudos to you. And I would just love to hear if there's any like one piece of advice or a little nugget, some little wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with today. Oh, wow. About like anything about like life. anything. It doesn't even have to be breastfeeding related. It could be like some life Um, philosophy. Like, so yeah, I'm really digging lately. And this is a really corny one. And I'm sure you, you hear it a lot, especially when it comes to breastfeeding, but just like never quit on a bad day. And I mean, I know that's a really kind of a cliche one, but I feel like it's such a good lesson in motherhood. I feel like every single stage my kid has gone through or my kids have gone through, I'm always like, oh my gosh, how how am I going to survive this? And then as soon as you feel like you can't take it anymore, it just kind of gets better or they change or they do something sweet. Same thing in business, same thing in life and friendship. You know, I mean, I feel like if you can just stick through those hard times that stretch you a little bit, there's always normally a, a little uh, a sun that rises on the other side. So. Oh, yes. It's like I got goosebumps with you saying that because I we had like a live call. We call them coffee chats in our members community yesterday. And the mom, you know, she's been there and sharing her story and what's going on for a while. And she was like, you know, I'm just having a really hard day. It just feels like I want to give up. And I was like, don't quit on a bad day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I literally told her that because I was like, look, you might feel totally different this afternoon or tomorrow. And you just, you know, you don't know. And, and those challenges, you know, when they're not a crisis, they can really grow us and stretch us. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's crazy, but I mean, sleep, a shower, a talk with a friend. I mean, there's so many things that can change those moments where you do want to quit, you know, and give those opportunities, you know, give it some time to percolate a little bit, I guess. So. Yes. So true. Well, your Facebook group is an awesome resource. We will link that up in the show notes. And of course your website, is there anywhere else where people should connect with you, Melissa and your brand? They can follow me directly at the Latch Mama on Instagram. That's kind of fun. You can come check out my family and my kids, uh, Latch Mamas in Instagram as well as TikTok. Um, yeah, come come join the come join the happy little family. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to get to learn more about you and all that you're doing for breastfeeding moms. So I look forward to seeing what else you come up with. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Did you know most moms stop breastfeeding in the first month postpartum? I believe succeeding at breastfeeding means having the right mindset. In fact, studies show that the number one factor that determines breastfeeding success is commitment which is why I've created my incredible audio download of breastfeeding affirmations, where I give you actionable mantras so you can breastfeed your baby with confidence and peace of mind. And best of all, it's free. To get access to this audio and PDF, simply visit holisticlactation.com slash mantras, and you can get started right now.